Counter Talks is brought to you today by Eureka Tents. Eureka Tents is a leading supplier of canopies, pole tents, frame tents, and clear span for the tent and event rental industry. It's part of Johnson Outdoors, a global outdoor recreation company with popular brands like Minkota Motors, Hummingbird Fish Finders, and Old Town Canoes. Eureka celebrated its 125th anniversary in 2020. What started as a small canvas shop in 1895 has grown into one of the most iconic tent brands known worldwide. Check out Eureka Tents today at eurekatentscanada.com. You're listening to Counter Talks, Canada's podcast for the equipment and event rental industry. Counter Talks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Good morning, everybody. Great talk today with Tim Cronk from Eureka Tents. Uh, as you know, the uh, event rental industry has taken a sharp hit in the pandemic. Uh, a lot of people uh, looking for things to do with their tents and uh, where to rent them, opportunities to keep the revenue stream going as weddings and big corporate events and festivals have been canceled. And the nice thing that Eureka has done has produced uh, a couple of uh, fairly slickly produced guides um, for uh, with just with some ideas for how tent rental companies can look for different opportunities. They go sector by sector, uh, automotive, retail, uh, grocery, and then they have a separate guide for weddings and different approaches that people can take to weddings. And uh, Tim Cronk from Eureka Tents joined me to uh, just go over those guides, uh, talk about uh, what the industry is, is facing right now and, uh, and how uh, Eureka is trying to help and, and just generally sort of brainstorming things that event rental companies can do to, to keep it going until we're all vaccinated and we're out of this uh, crazy time. So uh, please enjoy my conversation with Tim Cronk from Eureka Tents. All right, I'm here with Tim Cronk from Eureka Tents. Tim, how you doing? Good, Patrick. How are you? Yeah, great, great. It's uh, it's great to uh, to have you join us. We're going to have a, you know, uh, one of the big things uh, that in on the rental industry that's that's come out in the pandemic has been this this division between uh, uh, equipment and the event and party side, and uh, and it, it's been such a different experience, obviously, for for one than the other. Uh, some of the equipment guys. Are, uh, are afraid to, uh, you know, they're a little embarrassed to talk about how well they're doing uh, because the home DIY and, 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 and construction markets have, have never, never really slowed. Uh, but of course, we have the exact opposite experience on the party and event side. Uh, a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of crisis there, a lot of people that have, uh, you know, semi had to roll up their businesses. But what uh, Eureka has, has done, uh, I think, nicely is, uh, is you guys have actually come out with some guides uh, that, uh, that suggest some, I think, some really interesting and innovative ways that, uh, that, that party and tent, specifically tent and shelter uh, rental places, could, uh, could possibly find some new revenue streams in all of this. But before we get into all of that, let's, uh, let's start with uh, uh, you and Eureka. Uh, Tim, why don't you tell us a bit about uh, about yourself and 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 your role and uh, and your background and uh, and and what's going on with Eureka Tents these days? Sure, Patrick. Uh, well, my name is Tim Cronk. I am inside sales for the commercial and military divisions with Eureka. 
Uh, I've been here about two and a half years, uh, about one year on the military side, um, but my focus is the commercial. Um, business has, has been kind of interesting the past year. So the past April, there was a lot of questions with the event industry and, and a lot of uncertainty on where things were going to go. Um, but uh, as you mentioned, these guides uh, that we've come out with have certainly helped not only, you know, create business, but helped our customers kind of flourish in a, in a uncertain time. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. T tell me a bit about Eureka. Uh, uh, where's the company headquartered? How old is it? That kind of thing. So Eureka has been in business for, well, last year was 125th uh, anniversary. Um, our manufacturing plant is based in Binghamton, New York. Uh, that's where my office is. And then we do have some, you know, remote people who are kind of out and about and visiting people and whatnot, but we're based right here in Binghamton, New York. Yeah. What kind, and what kind of products are you making there? It sounds like, it sounds like you have a real a broad range of, of, of tent products. Sure. Sure. Uh, manufacturing here is all the commercial products that are in our product line, as well as the military as, uh, as well, uh, is manufactured right here on site. Uh, we have a huge facility out back. Um, at any given time, we could probably have anywhere from 60 to a hundred plus working out in production. Right. And, and I, yeah, and I, I know, um, when you say commercial, you mean the, 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 the larger shelters that are going to be used for, for, for weddings or corporate events or, or, and then, and then I, I'm interested in the military side of it. What, uh, what, what, what are you, what are you doing with military tents? So military, we have um, a smaller camping line, uh, which we have a, a one man, a two man, and then a four man extreme cold weather tent that we manufacture here for uh, various branches of the military. Uh, and we also have some larger uh, general purpose tents as well as our RDS, our rapid deployable shelter. Okay. Uh, that's really, that's a really neat, uh, neat shelter. Yeah. It, yeah. It's pretty popular. Yeah. So that's, that's the kind of thing they'd be taking to Iraq or something and putting up in a desert. Is that the idea? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's designed to be, you know, set up and tore down very quickly. Hence the rapid deployable, um, depending on the size shelter, it could be put up anywhere from two to four men uh, within anywhere from five to maybe 10 or 12 minutes. And how big would that bad boy be? Uh, the biggest one we have is 720 square feet. Um, we have them as small as a hundred square feet. Huh. Neat, neat stuff. Well, we have to stay on the commercial stuff because we're not. <laughs> <laughs> as, as interesting as the military stuff is, I better, <laughs> we better <laughs> on the commercial. And, and you guys, and, and you do have retail tents as well, right? Like I think that you have like regular camping tents or Eureka does that too. Eureka does that. That's our consumer side. Uh, right. We call ourselves over here uh, big tents um, and that's the commercial and military. So the consumer side is handled in a separate department. Uh, but yeah, they're they're extremely busy as well. Great, great. Okay, well, that gives us that gives us a good picture of, of Eureka. Oh, and um, um, so in terms of uh, in terms of market, um, are are you guys are you guys selling all over the world? Is it mostly North America? What's the what's the reach there? Well, uh, my role in particular is uh, West Coast and international, so we do sell all over the world. Um, the Canadian market, uh, I've seen, you know, some, some increases there and I, I'm hoping to, to continue that with, you know, as they kind of start to open up and whatnot. Uh, but we're, we're certainly, um, international. We're not just United States. Yeah. Okay. Great. 
Well, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw the plug out there right now. Anybody wanting to find out uh, more about you guys needs to uh, log into the rental mart uh, on, uh, on March 24th, because uh, you guys are going to be exhibiting there and uh, we can find out more about Eureka uh, there for sure. So let, let's turn to this, this very nice guide that you guys have made. Um, you know, basically it's a, it, it's a PDF and, and you've gone sort of sector by sector uh, to, uh, to just give uh, a, a party event rental operators, I think some, some ideas for, for how they might um, um, find different ways to, to do things with their tents when, when of course, as they know that their, their regular rental avenue. Uh, and then there's another guide for weddings, which will, that, that's a whole other thing that we can get into. But, right. uh, but I want to start out with the practical guide that, that covers a few different sectors and just give some ideas for, uh, for, for where you might find business when it's, when it's difficult to do so. So Tim, why don't you, the first page I'm looking at here is the restaurants page, you know, uh, obviously restaurants, big trouble, you know, limited capacity. Uh, uh, but one thing is they do have to do a lot more outdoors than maybe they used to do. Um, why, why don't you just take us through some of the points on this restaurants page and, and uh, expand a little bit on how, uh, how event rental operators might, uh, might approach restaurants these days. Sure, sure. Well, you know, as the restaurants started to open up, there were certain capacities, you know, you started at 25% and then 50% and whatnot. And, um, you know, a lot of them started up with just doing strictly takeout. Uh, so a lot of restaurants were needing uh, just covers for people as they waited, um, as you know, their employees came out to meet the customers to deliver, you know, their takeout orders and whatnot, just so everybody was covered. Um, and, and out of the elements. Um, and a, a, as things started to open up even further, they were wanting to expand those covered areas into actual outdoor seating. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we're kind of bringing the indoors to the outdoors uh, with, with these tents and, and things. And um, it just gave a nice kind of uh, uh, covered, and most places were heating them, just an area for the their patrons to to sit down and eat and kind of had that dining experience they haven't had in several months. Mm -hmm. What kind of a solution would you suggest that a rental store has on hand here in Canada, for instance, where here we are in the dead of winter, it's about uh, minus 20 outside uh, <laughs> today, <laughs> but maybe, maybe the restaurant, maybe the restaurant owner is, is bound and determined to try to try to have their patio open. Uh, do, do you guys have a, a, or can you think of solutions that would work well for that? Uh, so especially in your area and, and even in the, the northern parts of the states, um, heating obviously is going to be a requirement. Yeah. Um, so, you know, patio heaters um, and things like that. Si as far as the tent portion, um, sidewalls were there's a big kind of surge on, on sidewalls because everybody that did have a tent now needed to enclose it right. um, to kind of keep that heat in and, and things. But uh, sidewalls have been a, a huge huge um, benefit to these outdoor seating areas. Now, are they still considering it outdoors? I'm trying to think for COVID reasons. Uh, if you enclose it with a sidewall, I wonder if you're, uh, I wonder if now you're, you know, the health authorities are going to consider that you're indoors. I suppose it would depend on how big it was and how many people were inside that space and the jurisdiction. I, I think there's a lot of variables, Patrick, and, and yeah. you hit on a couple of them. It's the size and the location. Uh, you know, different locations had different restrictions. 
you know, in the, the inner cities, I think we're a little more strict because they're more densely populated uh, than some of the, you know, the rural areas. Uh, but, you, you know, you're right. Some places, you know, told me that you know, they couldn't have complete sidewalls all the way around because it was considered indoors and, and they kind of had to, um, you know, redirect their focus and, and come up with other ways to be creative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, really, or get a really big heater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. That, 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 that makes a lot of noise, unfortunately. You mentioned. See, I'm still stuck on these military tents. You mentioned what you mentioned. One of them was uh, was was cold weather uh, uh, capable or something. And not that I'm not suggesting you use a, one of these for uh, for for your restaurant patio. Although I can right. not right, but I <laughs> uh, it's probably a lot more expensive. Um, I don't know. Is it? Uh, well, the the military line has certain specs that they need to meet for, you know, the they call mill specs or, or military specs uh, that aren't necessarily involved with commercial designs and things like that. Yeah. So how do you make it? How do you make a tent cold weather capable? What, what's the difference in the in the construction? It's usually the fabric and or some sort of thermal liner. Um, it's going to depend on the model of the tent that they choose. Uh, the larger ones have great big you know, thermal liners that go throughout the entire inside of the tent and can hold an extreme amount of heat and also air conditioning if they're in the, like a desert environment. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I'd, I'd, I'd be, I'd, I'd be interested. I'd be interested to see a, a rental store, try one of those out for winter. <laughs> that, that would, <laughs> that would, that would be a real, that'd be, that'd be a, a real innovation for sure. Yeah. Let's, you know what the, the the point is well taken. People waiting outside for takeout uh, uh, need some kind of shelter. Um, so uh, you know, even if that's all the restaurant is doing, uh, there's an opportunity there. So I, you know, the rental stores should be should be going to the restaurants and saying, hey, what are you, you know, what are you doing for this? What are you, you know, how are you how are you looking after that? Even if you're not allowed to completely enclose a patio or or have people out there sitting for a long time, there's at least that opportunity. So right for sure. Like anything else, you know, it seems these days there's there's a little something you can do. It's just not as much as you know you used to be able to do. So you've- yeah, and I think these small businesses are just you know they're trying to grasp everything they can just to keep their head above water. And you know, to your point, a little bit's better than nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's it, it, you know, not, not nothing is going to replace your your corporate events and your big festivals and 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 this stuff that you used to do. But uh, but uh, you know. If you can, if you can pick up little bits and pieces where you can, and another another bit and piece to pick up uh, you've got here on your guide is grocery stores. What are what are some of the ideas uh, in dealing with grocery stores? So with the grocery stores, uh, again, with limited number of of capacity that they're allowed, you know, some of them are lining up outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the marquee has been uh, big in that aspect. Uh, you know, it's it's essentially a hallway more or less. Um, that they can, you know, stay socially distant, but also stay out of the elements as they're waiting to enter uh, the store. You know, it's kind of kind of like the old club scene when two people come out, two people go in. Um, so <laughs> it's kind I'm of always a, the last guy in. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, again, even the grocery stores, there, there's lots of um, lots of ways to use the tents. Um, the marquee just being one of them. Uh, a lot of places are doing either curbside pickup or um, uh, what is it like uh, in the States here, they have Instacart, I think it's called. 
where you can just order online and they'll deliver it to you. But there's, there's staging areas for all of this stuff that need to be out of the elements and, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. We've got that too. Um, the, um, the other idea here, uh, I see was the idea of, of, of making a little produce market outside. And I, I, I love that. That's a, that's, that's a great, that's a great notion, right? It's just to take, take that produce section or some of it out into the, out into the outside, do it like a farmer's market. Right. Exactly. And, exactly. And, and yeah, no, I, I was just going to use that exact term. It is like a farmer's market. Cause you know, the, the produce in these stores obviously doesn't last as long as some of the other items do. And, you know, certainly don't want to be throwing all that stuff away. So anything you can do to promote the additional sales is, is huge. Yeah. Nothing, nothing wrong with the rental store, you know, coming to the store owner with, with this idea, right. And, and saying, Hey, have you thought about this when the weather, again, I keep here in Canada, the weather's going to have to warm up a little before we can do this, but uh, we're almost right. there. Uh, we're, we're only, we're only a couple of months away <laughs> we'll be right. to, uh, we'll be able to, well, you're in New York. It won't be much different there. No, uh, it's cold. Yeah, I bet. Uh, realtors. What, uh, what are we, what, 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 what can we do with real, real estate folks? Uh, again, kind of the, you know, I, I go back to the marquee, um, option the, in, in kind of creating that staging area while people are waiting to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're having an open house or something like that as well, not necessarily at your realty office, but if there's open houses, um, you know, the, some of the smaller tents to set up outside to enter, um, just to get covered and to stay, you know, if it's 20 degrees outside and, and snow and you don't want to be standing on a sidewalk waiting to enter a house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's, that's the big challenge with the house sales. Uh, these days now they'd already you know they're already doing more online than they than than ever before uh but it, it just can't replace the actual walkthrough of a house if someone's going to buy the place so so yeah I, i've i've actually I've, I've actually wondered how realtors are dealing with the open house situation because you know you used to have you know you know have four or five groups going through a house at a at a time on a on a weekend and yeah you, you do that now yeah and i i honestly i haven't seen you have on a personal note, I kind of been casually house hunting and I haven't really seen the open house um, advertisements. I've seen like the 3D walkthroughs and all these virtual things that you can do online, but you know, you're spot on there. There's nothing that replaces an actual walkthrough. Oh man, you couldn't get me to buy a house without <laughs> at least yeah. <laughs> at least touring the place first. Yeah, I'm not going to buy a truck if I don't drive it. I'm certainly not going to buy a house if I don't see it. Imagine all the stuff. I mean, you, you, you have enough horrible surprises when you buy a house anyways. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Imagine doing that with it. And, and you've got, a, I, I like the note on your, on your page here uh, that, um, you know, with, with, with the tent in a situation like that, you know, think about the other rental items, right. That are going to go with that. I mean, you've, you've got your tables, your chairs, your stanchions, your lighting, hand sanitizing stations. I mean, there's, you know, there are these knock-on opportunities as long as you've got it in your fleet. Yeah, there's a lot of ancillaries that can go along with just a, a um, you know, a tent setup too. Uh, and, and you just hit the nail on the head. Uh, the hand sanitizer stations are huge. Right, right, right. If you can, if you can get your hands on one, they're, they're <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. <laughs> they got real scarce real fast. <laughs> yeah, they did. Just like the patio heaters. Yeah, exactly. 
so businesses often are are, are event rental people are uh, well I've, I've got uh, lots of stores I've spoken to that basically do nothing but corporate events um, you know it's a it's a it's it's a huge thing that everybody depends upon and again something else that has largely gone away what what can we still do with with just regular business corporate situations uh, to uh, to try to find some again find those those crumbs find those little bits that are still there um, you know the businesses I, I a lot of the smaller tents anyways I'm seeing being used for like screening um, stations like before they enter the building right uh, you know they might be checking temperatures or, or things like that um, and it's it's just like a screening site um, some maybe mid-size uh, tents I see are being used to set up like outdoor break areas uh, for companies that have a lot of employees that you know might not have a huge break room inside you know you want to give them a place to kind of relax and take advantage of those breaks but also kind of stay away from each other yeah yeah absolutely critical too because uh, I know that uh, uh, break rooms are one of the well sort of big offenders when it comes to when it comes to the COVID spreading. I mean, that's, that's been unfortunately where a lot of the outbreaks have started uh, right. in, in, in a lot of, especially factories, uh, industrial settings. And well, yeah. And with the industrial settings too, you know, we have trucks and, and delivery drivers coming in and out on a daily basis. So, you, you know, you want to limit the number of people, especially outside people that are entering your building on a regular basis. So they kind of need some place to be staged. Um, you know, and again, to make them as comfortable as possible anyways, without necessarily just kind of loitering around your building. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's, that's a great point. I think there's probably a lot that can be done there. And, and again, I, I love your little notes that have that, that just sort of list the ancillary things for, for that, you know, pipe and drape, right. You know, stuff to think about. I mean, you might need to, 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 to cordon off areas where people can walk or not walk. I mean, you know, that's, that's the type of thing you, you would, you would give if you were, for instance, creating an outdoor screening area, like you said, you know, if you've got a shift coming into a factory, um, uh, if you've, you know, if you go into a lot of factories, you know, a lot of them have very small lobbies and vestibules. They're saving as much floor space as they can. You know, right. you wouldn't want you wouldn't want all your workers crowding in there to get, you know, to get to get screened before they go in. So, you know, you have to make a little, you know, like a Disney World waiting line outside for uh, for people to get to get screened, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's a good idea. Financial institutions, that's interesting. I, I, I keep saying I, I, I don't think any of the bankers in, in the towers downtown in Toronto ha ever had any reason to be there anyways. And uh, now they can all work from home. And I, I, don't, know, I don't know if there's gonna be, a, uh, be anybody in those towers anymore. But uh, what, what, what were your ideas for, for using tents to serve financial institutions? Well, the financial institutions are, are very similar just to the, the businesses um, in the grocery stores and, and things. It's, it's kind of a place to uh, keep them distant from the other customers while they're doing their transactions inside. Um, if, there's, uh, if there's an ATM uh, outside that might not be covered, uh, you know, they can kind of cover and or enclose that. Um, you know, in the warmer months, you might see, you know, more of a mid-sized tent set up and, you know, you can kind of set up makeshift offices out there to, you know, do the paperwork and things like that, rather than going and sitting in a indoors in a small office. Yeah. Yeah. That's another, 
that's another thing that changed real fast, didn't it? Remember how you used to have to put a pen on a piece of paper to do anything with it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now you just give a virtual thumbs up. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> that was just, that was just, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Send you an email. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but that's, you know, it's the, the point is well taken. You know, again, ATMs, you know, they're, they're typically in these small glass in vestibules. Uh, uh, if, I mean, if, like to say, if they're not just hanging outside entirely. And, uh, and, and, you know, if you're going to have a longer lineup now, you're going to have to have people distanced out. They, they certainly can't be inside in a vestibule together at the same time. And if they're out, outside, you've got a longer line. So you've got more, you know, space to shelter. Um, so that's, yeah, that, those are all, those are all great, uh, great points, uh, opportunity, you know, just go knock on your bank store and say, Hey, Stop having your customers stand out in the rain. <laughs> you know, we, we, we've all been that 12th person in line at the bank, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Automotive. Uh, well, we, you know, we touched on the, on, on the industrial stuff a little bit, but uh, you know, there's the, the, there's, there's parking lots. There's, there's, there's different things with the, with the car, uh, the car industry. What, what are your suggestions there? Uh, with the automotive industry, uh, there's actually several, several ways you could incorporate tents in your business. And one would be, you know, inspections are big, um, it, it, at least in the States anyways. I'm not sure if it's the same uh, process in Canada, but, you know, sometimes the inspections can be fairly quick. So you could set up kind of like a drive-through area where the mechanic can come in, do the inspection, you know, give you your sticker and you're on your way. Oh. Oh. Um yeah. You know, another one would be, again, your, your customer's waiting area. You know, if, if it's a quick job and the customer's going to wait there rather than come back to pick the vehicle up, it's a nice place to have them sit and wait. And, you know, if you have a, a heated tent, you know, it's better than just kind of standing out in the elements. Yeah. And the car dealerships have always been big users of tents, uh, you know, when they have their events and they have their, you know, little festivals or whatever, you know, crazy Carl's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's something to catch the customer's eye yeah, too and kind of bring them in off the street. Yeah. Hey, look, something's going on over there. Exactly. exactly. And yeah. So they, yeah, that, that there's, yeah, I see you've got it. And I mean, you know, people can't see the guide, but the, you know, there's a picture there of, uh, you know, a couple of cars, uh, you know, just backing into a tent and uh, yeah, you could get a quick, uh, you know, an oil change or something like that in there and not have your workers uh, uh, indoors uh, working too close to each other it's a possibility uh, or like you say an inspection i don't know if you want to do an oil change i suppose your parking lot would end up looking like <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> yeah well you patrick you bring up a good point about uh, not being able to see the guide if anyone is interested in this guide um please contact me i'm more than happy to share we have pdfs of not only the guide that we're talking about now but our wedding guide yeah um and we can also offer branding i mean we can we can offer the uh uh, contact information and, and kind of personalize it for for the businesses oh that's nice yeah that yeah that'd be great uh retail you know i mean th these are these are places that are that are just absolutely struggling to find ways to stay open um we they, they've they've especially the smaller shops have, have, have taken a big blow um you know i i guess well you know you mentioned the branding that that's something that's something that's going to be uh, that's that's going to be attractive uh, to 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 a retail store. Now, is there a way that is there a way that a rental store can get branding onto one of your tents 
uh, to provide to a retail store? Um, or are they pretty much going to have to go with the generic and the store is just going to have to put on whatever they've got? Um, we, we've done it in the past. It's not something we do here on site. So we don't do it often. Um, honestly, Patrick, in the two and a half years that I've been involved with a commercial line here, I've never done one yeah. that's been personalized. Uh, but I have sold tents to customers who have went and personalized them after the fact. Right. Right. Which you can do. So that, so that, that's, that's just something to keep in mind as far as, uh, as far as if you're going to be providing a, like a sort of semi-permanent solution to a, to a, to a retail store where this is going to be, you know, outside for, well, hopefully not too many more months, but. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, for, for the retail stores, I think it's a great way to say, Hey, we're open. Yeah. You know, um, and again, you get that just drive by and you see a tent outside and, you know, it just kind of clicks, Hey, they are open. Um, and it's just a way to stand out. You guys must've had quite a brainstorming session making this guide because you, you still got, you, you still got more ideas here at the end. Uh, and, and these ones for the local community, uh, I, I think are terrific. Take us through those, Tim, uh, because, uh, you know, one of the things, uh, uh our rental stores really uh, love to do is get involved with, you know, hockey tournaments and, 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 and local festivals and things like that. Um, um, what, what can they still do with, with, with tents around that kind of thing? Um, some of the additional ideas, well, we touched on one of them earlier and that's the farmer's markets. Yeah. Um, you know, contact your, your local uh, farmers and, and produce providers. So some of those produce providers even, you know, provide it for the local grocery stores in addition to, you know, selling it on their own, but, um, definitely, worth a shot there. Um, the strip malls, it's a good way to maybe have a business to business relationship and just kind of, you know, connect your tents together or go in on one yeah. um, and just set up outside, uh, you know, on that kind of that strip idea, you know, you set up two or three tents and connect them together. And all of a sudden your businesses are on the sidewalk. Yep. And then you've got, yeah. And you've got, and then there's all the other, the, the regular, sort of the regular business ideas, we already talked about um, smoking area. That's what I need. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The break areas, the screenings, and, and yeah. things like that are just kind of a general idea for for any business. Perfect. So let let's get to the let's get to the the the, the big one though, or, or you know, one of the one of the biggest things, uh, the weddings. Uh, obviously, uh, that that industry has just taken a huge hit. Um, wh what can what can you know? you've got a separate guide for, for weddings specifically called uh, love undercover. Great title. Um, and, uh, and tell us a bit about what's in this one and, and, and some of the, the ideas that we have for, uh, for how you can, you know, prop up as much of that wedding business as you can. Uh, the wedding one is, is pretty neat. Um, it's, I think Carol did an amazing job on this and it, it just comes up with ideas to not necessarily put off your ceremony, but make it more intimate, make it more personal, make it more creative. Um, you know, rather than being stuck in a, in a big ballroom with ugly wallpaper, you know, you can just make your scene exactly how you want it. Uh, most of the time, these couples or these brides or these families, the budget's not changing but the venue is smaller. So you can kind of take that and, and make your day more special by adding things you might not have been able to add 
in a ballroom or a, or a wedding facility for that matter, a church. Swans. <laughs> Swans. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That's, I, I think that's, wasn't that, that was Steve Martin. That was that, uh, 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 something parents or something like that. I can't remember which movie it was. I can picture it, but I, I can't think of it. That's it. The yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it, he had the swans. <laughs> yeah. No. No. But that's the the point is well taken. The 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 budget is there. The event's going to be smaller anyways. Why not do something better with the shelter, right? Why not do right. something better with the the lighting? You know that that's that's a that's a that's a big one that you can you know you you can get creative with you've got um you've got some more suggestions in the the micro wedding that's you know that's i think what we're talking about something something a little smaller you know maybe get some better furniture in there right um right. and uh uh you know that that's always would be nice you could you can get things personalized uh uh you've got uh and you you can also options yeah uh, I'm sorry, Patrick, but you can also, instead of doing, you know, maybe one large tent that you do everything under, you know, do a few smaller ones and just kind of, you know, separate, right. the, you know, you can have like a food tent, a lounge tent, you know, your ceremony, your dance floor tent. Um, you know, the, there's a, a million options that you could come up with. So, you know, and, I, and I've seen some of the talking to my rental um, company customers, some of these brides are getting pretty creative. Um, in being able to be creative because it's, it's endless possibilities. You're not pigeonholed to a facility in, in certain restrictions. Well, and the, and the, to that, to that point, the next page I'm looking at in the guide here is venues. And of course, that's what, that's what the tent enables you to do is take your wedding out to, you know, basically anywhere that, that you can think of uh, outside. You've got a, a picture of a farm here. Uh, uh, well, what are some of Carol's suggestions here? We got uh, uh, art or science museum, uh, uh, retro loft space. Uh, well, that's indoors, but you know what I mean. Right. Uh, uh, refurbished mansion, library atrium. You know, like like there's all these settings, right, that you can explore. Beaches. Sure. Right. Sure. I'll tell you a story. I was I was uh, uh, we're at our we're at our cottage uh, the uh, uh, a couple of summers ago, and we're we're uh, out for a walk. And, uh, and, and there's like a, a, a massive storm, basically. It, well, it turned out it was a small tornado uh, I, I was going, uh, was coming through. And, uh, and uh, the, we, we were at this place next door and they were trying to have a wedding on the beach. <laughs> and at one point, a bunch of us were out there literally hanging on the poles to hold down the tent because <laughs> freaking storm was trying to take this entire thing away <laughs> oh man oh man <laughs> something else you, you know i've seen some videos like that and they don't typically end well no 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 well, <laughs> luckily the tornado passed a little bit up not very far away though but about a kilometer away uh but uh but uh the the wind just you know next to it was bad enough crazy uh, there there's another idea so there there's my there's my personal tent wedding story for, for <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. so uh uh we have also uh yeah the backyard wedding right uh uh do it at home uh if you've got the yard if you've got the space right yeah yeah for sure and i think the backyard ones is is where those maybe the multiple tent idea is perfect um again you you 
probably have the same budget you had when you know the the initial uh, venue may have canceled on you, and it, it's a way to just really make it a, a special event and more personalized and uh, to exactly what you want. Well, listen, Tim, there's a million ideas in this guide. We, 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 we can't go through them all. I really encourage people to, uh, to, to, to check them out. Um, uh, now, are they available to online, Tim, or should they reach out to you in order to get a copy of this? Uh, they can reach out to me. Um, yeah. I, I have the PDF. And again, um, if, if they have like a, a logo, a company logo that they can send us with the contact information, yeah. we can personalize. Um, we don't do any of the printing here but we could personalize and send a PDF that they could have, you know, that printed out at their convenience. Um, yeah. More than happy to do that. Um, yeah, but yeah. You're, envisioning, you're envisioning that, that, that this is a guide that the rental store could, could also like, aside from reading it themselves and getting those ideas, they can hand this out to customers. Right. And they, they, this is something that people would look at. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not only does it kind of, um, you know, give the rental guys the ideas, but give your end users some ideas that they might not be thinking of. Yeah. I think the wedding one, especially is, is, is dynamite for that. That, that, yeah. that really hits the nail on the head there. It's a good sales tool. Yeah. I think the brides were kind of left shrugging their shoulders this past year. Like, what do I do? Um, you know, and, you know, not being in the industry, you might not think of a lot of these things that we have in this guide. So right. uh, it could be helpful all the way around. So where do people go to get a hold of you, Tim? Um, they could either contact me at an 800 number. Uh, it's 800-235-2607. Okay. Or uh, they could email. Uh, my email is uh, my first name, Tim, T-I-M dot Kronk, C-R-O-N-K at johnsonoutdoors.com. Johnsonoutdoors.com. Okay. Everybody scratch that down. Everybody email Tim for your guide because it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting stuff. And, uh, and, you know, I think helpful. I, I just, you know, I've, I've, I've felt uh, inadequate to the task of, of helping out the event rental industry to the extent that they need it. Um, you know, and uh, I know a lot of people have been struggling a lot to, to get by. And so, you know, thanks to Eureka really for, for, for producing this and, and, and coming up with some, you know, whatever you can do, right. To, to, to give people some notions to go forward. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's our, our pleasure. Um, I, I know we really enjoyed these, these, um, these guides, so to speak. I know Carol did an amazing job putting them together, uh, but it's, it's been fun and, and it's been a learning curve all the way around, but uh, it's definitely, definitely helped. Fantastic. Well, with that, Tim, let's say, uh, let's say thanks uh, from counter talks for today. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch you at the, uh, at the Rental Mart on March 24th, I hope. Yeah, Patrick, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks. Thanks for joining us for Counter Talks. You can find Counter Talks episodes online at CanadianRentalService.com or on the major podcasting services. Counter Talks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine. Countertalks is brought to you today by Eureka Tents. Eureka Tents is a leading supplier of canopies, pole tents, frame tents, and clear span for the tent and event rental industry. It's part of Johnson Outdoors, a global outdoor recreation company with popular brands like Minkota Motors, Hummingbird Fish Finders, and Old Town Canoes. 
Eureka celebrated its 125th anniversary in 2020. What started as a small canvas shop in 1895 has grown into one of the most iconic tent brands known worldwide. Check out Eureka Tents today at eurekatentscanada.com.